perfect is something we can never be. It's just not in our DNA, and I get it. Social media has encouraged our perfect phobia, but understand that this life is full of mistakes. And without those mistakes, we can't appreciate growth. So no, you will never be perfect. Neither will I, but you are already a perfect imperfection. But all you have is all you need. What's up with it? What's up with it? What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Imperfection Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Daquan Irvin. I'm super excited to be back. I know um, with social distancing and quarantine going on, everybody has kind of been in the house, kind of sectioned off from things, but... Things are slowly but surely starting to pick back up. Things are opening up. I know a couple of restaurants. I know some malls. So make sure everybody's just out there being healthy. Make sure you're being safe, still washing your hands. You know, dab people up instead of really shaking hands. But, man, it's exciting to be back uh, Be back in the flow of things, man. I really miss life, um, the everyday of life. And I think that's something that we all can actually agree on. I think this whole quarantine and social distancing thing has kind of basically put us in a space where we're all familiar with that man I just want to I just want to get back to the normal I just want to get back to the flow of things like it's like you never know how much you miss putting gas in your car until you can't do it you never know how much you miss just a simple going out to eat until you can't do it you never know how much you really miss the malls or just going to Walmart to go grocery shopping until you can't do it so I think we've kind of all been in that space where it's like man it feels good that things are kind of opening back up we're starting to slowly but surely get into the flow of things but man we're gonna go ahead and jump right on into it man today what I want to talk about it is why do we feel entitled like why do we feel entitled to certain things like why do we feel we should be happy why do we feel we should have money why do we feel we should be respected why do we feel we should be liked i feel like our generation the millennial generation we really have this mindset of we should and my thing is why should we we aren't entitled to anything and i could see if we had the mindset of okay i've been doing this so i should see this but we don't even have that and when i say i have been doing this what i mean by that is that's my work ethic that's what we have been working on like when i think about it so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give an example now okay i've been working out for two months now i should be seeing transformation in my body you know, but a lot of times people is, oh, man, why I'm, why I'm not losing weight, whatever the case may be. Da, 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 I'm still fat. I'm steady getting bigger. I step on the scale. I'm steady growing. And the thing is, it's like, but what kind of work have you put into losing weight? And I think that's really the thing. I don't think it's nothing. I don't want to say it's nothing wrong with feeling entitled. But at the same time, I mean, to me, it is something wrong with being entitled, just being honest. But I don't think it's wrong with not, without saying, you know, what, I should be here. You know what I mean? Or I want to be here. But it's like, what have you done to want to be there? You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times we just want, 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 but we don't ever put in any work to go behind what we want. So I was um, been watching a Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really. I, I I really love the documentary, but I'm not a big the biggest MJ fan. You know, MJ to me is the second greatest basketball player of all time. But I'm always in debates with people about why LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time because he is. But in watching The Last Dance, what I've really found out that's so fascinating about Michael Jordan, and it's something that Kobe had as well, and I know they had a name for it for Kobe, they called it the Mamba Mentality. And what it was is they had a work ethic that was just different. They were super high competitors. Michael Jordan had this thing where it was, he needed something to drive him more than just the game, more than just the game of basketball. 
So he loved it when people talked trash. He loved it when people hated on him. He loved it when people tried to tried to categorize him and say, oh, he couldn't shoot or say, oh, he couldn't dribble or say all he could do was dunk. He loved that. He needed those type of things to fuel him. And the most fascinating thing was even when everybody did respect his game, he found ways to still psychologically motivate himself. And that was something that was so dope to me because I'm like, wow, this man, here he is doing something in athletics that we all should be doing in life. I think we all want to be happy, right? I know that's something that we all we all want to be happy, but happiness is something you have to work for because initially happiness is what? Just the emotion, just the feeling. And everybody talks about, oh, happiness is the best thing you can have, da, 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 da. But what if what's bad for you makes you happy? Like, I've, as I'm starting to grow up and mature, I'm starting to be like, man, sometimes what I want to do ain't what's best. Just being honest, sometimes what makes me happy ain't what I need. Sometimes the food that I like the most, it's not the best for me. It's not. Matter of fact, it's not good for me at all. And I think we have to get to that mindset of understanding like, yo, I have to have a mindset and a mentality where it's like, I shouldn't feel entitled for anything. Who am I to the point where I feel like, oh, I should be happy, but I'm not out here working for my happiness. What are you doing to work for your happiness? Hmm? Are you separating yourself from certain friends who make you unhappy or who say certain things that stress you out or trigger you? Are you cutting off certain family members who always call and asking or asking for money or stating certain things that triggers, you know, your um that triggers certain things in your mind that makes you think about situations from when you were a child and it keeps you from being happy? Are you still with that person who who you're the one putting in all the energy and all the effort and they're not putting in any effort and that makes you unhappy? Like we say we want a lot of things, but what I realized is we have to apply the same hard work and the same effort that we would do into our passion, into into our personal life, into into our fit like I don't want to say into our feelings, but because at the end of the day, our feelings don't matter, but it's something you have to work for personally. I don't think feelings matter. That's something I know for a fact. Feelings don't matter. And I think that's something where in the, in the millennial generation, we're all, we, we, we want to tend to everybody's feelings and emotions to the point where we we don't care about the facts anymore. We don't care about truth anymore. And with me being a believer and a Christian, I'm starting to see a lot of people stray away from the faith or a lot of believers try to water down the faith for the simple fact, ah, it's not hip no more. Or, ah, it's kind of turning people off. But it's like, it's truth. And I'm not going to lie, I've, I, I, I've done this as well, and I still kind of find myself doing it in certain spaces, but I try my best to be as confident and, and as bold about God as I can, no matter where I'm at. But I'm not going to lie, sometimes I have that that feeling where I'm like, ah, oh, man, I probably shouldn't say that here. That might rub them the wrong way. But who cares? You know? Who cares? Who cares? We have to stop watering down things and trying to tend to people's feelings and all oh, what feels good all the time. No, because sometimes what feels good is detrimental, not only to us, but to the soul. Not only to us, but to the soul. And that's why we see so many people surround themselves around people who literally feed that feeling of entitlement. Yeah, you do deserve that. You do deserve that. You do deserve it. And my thing is, too, just because you work hard for it, does that even mean you deserve it? Now, of course, certain things where it's like if you're working hard to change your body, of course, you're going to see your body change. You deserve that. But when you go to talking about happiness and certain things like this, like, are we deserving of that as humans? Because like I said, we all sin, we all fall, we all make mistakes. Are we deserving of that? Of course, we want it. 
But what I realize is wanting it isn't enough. And then when we get it, the very moment what we have doesn't make us happy anymore, we think we can renew it. We think we can get another trial or find something new. And I, like our generation is so big on that. The very moment of what we wanted, oh, I want this, I want that. We get it. The very moment it stops making us happy and giving us that fulfillment, we replace it. And that's why I think the divorce rate is so high. That's why relationships are failing. It's because nobody is basing it off stability. You know, emotions don't matter. Okay, I don't care about how this makes me feel. At the end of the day, this is good for me. I need to stand on this. This is stable. This is stable. Regardless of how it makes me feel, it's stable. This is what I need to build on, stability. And relationships don't last nowadays because you hear people say all the time, oh, well, we just grew apart. You know, we just, you know, we was doing good at first. We never argued and never, then we started arguing. I, I'm just not one to argue, so I had to let it go or I had to let them go. Like, it, it, it's pointless. If you want something and you really want it bad enough, you got to work for it. In the same way, it's, it's a term that we use in athletics, what we call you got to have that dog. Usually every team has a player on the roster that's that's that dog. That dog usually most of the time he doesn't start. He's not probably the most flashy or anything like that, but he's the hardest working. He's the hardest worker. He's running extra sprints in practice or she's running extra sprints in practice. They're doing the extra stuff to get better. And I think that's what our generation is kind of getting away from, doing the extra stuff to stand up, to stand out, you know, showing up on time. You know, matter of fact, showing up early, staying late. Stepping outside of our comfort zone, speaking to people. You know, we so like, oh, but I don't want to, I don't know how this going to make her feel. I don't know how, I don't want her to think I'm being weird. No, go up to somebody, shake somebody's hands, introduce, introduce yourself. And even if they respond with a negative response or whatever the case may be, that's not your fault. That don't mean you have to stop. That's just, okay, I tried and let it go. But we are so easily provoking to quit. And we have to stop having that type of mentality. The very, the very minute something burns, the very minute something doesn't go our way, we're so ready to exit and quit and let go. And I'm not going to lie, I've been there before. I've been there before a lot of times in my life. But what I understood is no. Because me personally, I got that dog. I had that dog. And I still have it. But it's not in athletics anymore because I'm not in high school. But I apply that dog in my everyday life now. When I don't feel like getting up for work, I'm like, you know what? Nah, I got to do it. I have to. I have to. It's no choice. I have to. And then once I get to work, I still what what I've noticed is is I can't if I'm going to work for somebody else because right now, uh, this is just me. You know, being a hundred with y'all with the quarantine and everything going on, the certain jobs that I had, you know, kind of like work study and certain things kind of set up around my school schedule. Um, those jobs kind of stopped. You know, because I was working with the school board and certain things like that. So those things stopped due to Corona and different things like that. And um, I had to go get a job at FedEx Warehouse. And, you know, that's like, ooh, that's that's heavy duty right there. So, you know, going from just, you know, speaking to kids and getting funds for that and uh, then going into a warehouse where I'm moving boxes and people don't care that you want to speak. People don't care what you want to do. It was different. But at the end of the day, I'm glad I grew up watching my grandma, both of my grandmothers and my moms go to work and strive for certain things and get up every day, every Every morning, And I mean, they didn't just have jobs, you know, how, how we do nowadays where we keep a job. Oh, I was there six months and I went somewhere. I was there. No, nah, I'm talking about they kept these jobs 10 years. They was working at the same place, working at the same spot without promotion. But they got up every day. They never felt entitled. So me seeing that, it's kind of like I've been teaching myself this whole quarantine. Like, yo, I don't like this job. But what can I do to kind of spark that flare for me to stay motivated? And what I did is, is I just started the same competitive nature that I used to have when it went when it when it applied to athletics or when it applied to me having a profitable debate with, with the bros or whatever the case may be. I applied that same mentality into my job.
I'm like, okay, I'm a package handler. I'm going to be the best package handler. If I was working at McDonald's and I'm on fries, I'm going to be the best fry maker there is. I want to be the best. And it's not always to say competition because, you know, you're working together to be better. But I feel like we have to kind of adopt that mentality where it's like, yo, want to be the best. Want to be the best you. Sometimes I think the best art, what I've realized is, is our greatest rival is ourselves. You have to be willing to go against yourself. You got to be willing to get up when yourself is like, man, I, I'm not feeling good. I don't want to get up. Nah, you got to keep going. And I'm not saying when you sit, go. But I'm saying a lot of the times when we had that second thought when we need to get up, we need to just get up. Stop thinking about it. Get up. When you want, you have an idea and you want to start and you like calling certain friends trying to get confirmation. No, just start. Just start. I'm a strong believer and sometimes you don't have to have of course you want to have everything calculated out and what do you need and what should you do so you can stay consistent and keep going but at the end of the day just start I mean me with my podcast I'm gonna be honest I'm not the best when it comes to making scripts I like to get in here and just talk like just get it all off and this is how I'm learning and a lot of the feedback that I get from you guys is hey I would like to see you be more organized I would like you like to see you more structured in certain areas in this spaces because you kind of you know you kind of everywhere and I'm taking that and I'm learning how to apply it I'm learning how to apply it so I want us to get away from the mindset of feeling entitled because we don't we aren't deserving of anything because you know me I'm a believer so if it wasn't for Christ <laughs> I'd be facing eternal eternal damnation anyway so I'm grateful for his grace and I'm going to do everything that I do and everything that I work for in life Sometimes what helps me get through it is I do it like, you know what? I'm working for this for God. This ain't even for you. This ain't even for my manager or my boss that's getting on my nerves or for the company that's making money off my labor. I'm doing this into God. I'm literally working for something greater than myself. And a lot of times that's what's going to get us over the hump, get us to the next level is understanding like, yo, I'm working for something greater than myself. That's what we got to have in mind, because if we keep going in life with this entitled mindset, it's not going to get us anywhere. And we're going to look up and we're going to be that person who had a whole lot of goals and a whole lot of expectations of those goals. We started and never finish. That's what we're going to continue to see a long lineage of. And don't get me wrong. It's a lot of people doing great things from different backgrounds and different different cultures or whatever the case may be nowadays in our generation that's doing great things. But the thing I just do not like is we feel so entitled. I should be happy. I should be this. Why I'm not liked. I'm a good person. That doesn't matter. We need to learn how to turn our feelings off and just be the best us that we can be. Now, I'm not saying don't learn. Don't, you know, just be a cold hearted person. But I'm saying don't be walking around being a person who takes everything to heart. Where's your emotions on your sleeves? And I know we kind of worship that nowadays with some of the music that we listen to. It's like, oh, yeah, I had this pain on my heart yeah, and all that. I'm like, bro, come on. Come on. I get it. I love the music, too. It's fire. I'm rocking with it. But come on. We can't keep wearing our emotions on our sleeves. We got to get better. We got to have that dog mentality in everything we do in everyday life. And um, another thing that this quarantine has really uh, gave me a lot of respect for, man, is people who work at McDonald's, people who work at Brahms, Arby's, wherever you are, Walmart, um, Winco, Buy For Less, man, those places that um, still have been open during seasons like this, man, I have a lot of respect for you. People who work at gas stations, 7-Eleven, yo, your job matters. 
Don't let anybody disrespect what you do for work. That's your hustle. That's your grind. You work. You stack your bread. I have so much respect for people that I see working everyday jobs. And people try to, you know, dehumanize those type of people. And it's like, but if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be able to have your Chick-fil-A sauces if it wasn't for people working there. You wouldn't be able to have your, your apple pie and your McChickens if it wasn't for people working at those type at those type places. So um, I just want to say, man, uh, I have a big respect for everybody who's working, man, a job, regardless of where you are. Much respect to you. Even if you if you even if you your own business owner, whatever the case may whatever the case may be, much love and much respect to you. But people who are really working those type jobs where you're working for somebody else, sometimes it's like, man, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be promoted. You might not have a GED. Uh, my people with felonies who working, much respect to everybody out there who is on that grind. I love y'all. I'm gonna continue to pray for everybody. Um, let's just get away from this mindset and this mentality of entitlement and the first step i want us to start learning how to be aware learning how to be aware so if we can be aware of the problem we can start learning how to how to cope and how to react when we find out like okay i'm being emotional in this situation and just be honest so one i want us to start being aware just be aware first like notice like ah kind of being emotional now and then two be honest with yourself once you're honest with yourself, go back and react. Go back, you know, I apologize, whoever, whoop-de-whoop. I apologize, sir, I apologize, ma'am, or I apologize, babe, or I apologize, son, daughter. I was coming from an emotional space. We have to learn how to be aware and how to be honest with the awareness that we find out about us being, about us having that mentality of entitlement. And then after that, surround yourself with people who can call you out on being, on feeling entitled. And four, you call somebody out that you are having a conversation with in a nice way, talking to friends or whatever the case may be, saying, uh-uh, yeah, you, you're feeling entitled. You're, you're feeling entitled there. And this is how we're going to get better. This is how we're going to kill that mentality of entitlement. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to be overnight. But like I said, one, we need to start learning how to be aware. Two, we need to start being honest with our awareness. We have to start being honest with our awareness. We have to. You can't just figure out like, ah, yeah, I am being emotional and then continue to react from that space. Nah, be honest, be honest and surround yourself around people. Like I said, who is going to tell you that you are, that you are being, that you are reacting from a space of, of, of entitlement. So once again, one, be aware, you know, that you are feeling entitled and you are reacting from emotional space and two, React from an honest space. Be honest with yourself when you do figure, when you do acknowledge that you are, you know, acting from a place of uh, entitlement. Three, make sure you call somebody out on that. If you're having a conversation with somebody and you see people like, oh, yes, like, yeah, I should be this. I should be that. Ah, no, you're, you're feeling entitled. Make sure you call people out on that. And four, make sure you surround yourself around people who are going to call you out on that. So, man, I hope this is something that we just can continue to grow grow on and get better at because man if we continue to go around here feeling entitled man pretty soon we're not gonna see no relationships we barely gonna see marriages um we barely gonna see healthy friendships we barely gonna see healthy and stable businesses continue to grow and um and be around for years to come so um i hope that this was helpful for you guys um I, i'm excited to be back i hope everybody is safe uh, anybody who was diagnosed or uh, anybody who was uh, tested positive for covid19 praying for you guys i hope all is well I love y'all. Once again, I want to give a big shout out to my sponsors, Nota Studios. Love everybody. Y'all stay up. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too at D-A-Y.Q-U-A-N-N. Peace. Love y'all, TPI family. Stay blessed. See y'all next week.